television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight's topic is multidimensional change, because true change happens on all levels. And true change is not something you do, it's something you look back on as having had happened. So that's the real change. That's why a lot of times we don't notice when we change, is because it's something that happens by, by uh, automatic, an automation of sorts. It's not something that we willfully do. Um, so. Change, let's see you not do it. Come on. Change is inevitable. Change is the only constant. Change is what's gonna happen. The question is, and we've said this so many times, are you going to change willingly or are you going to be dragged screaming and kicking Okay, and that will be your choice. And personally, I choose to change effortlessly, gracefully. Now, the change that we're talking about is actually <clears throat> dimensional. Uh, right now, we can get a lot of people to say, oh, this is third dimension and I can prove it. Look, we've got all the elements of third dimension. And now we have a lot more of us than we've ever had before who are saying, well, you know, really, uh, it is third dimension, but it is really merging dramatically with fourth dimension. The time things are very different. Uh, my perception of reality is very different. I notice dreams keep coming into existence. I notice all of these fourth dimensional attributes. So just to explain the way I understood, the way one might understand um, the change from third to fourth is any construct that causes you pain is a third dimensional construct, it's that simple. And inversely, anything that causes you to feel joy is fourth dimensional by its nature, okay? And so then this would be why we would make the commitment to just shift gently to fourth. Um, when I, I've done a lot of uh, revelations since having been shot and realized that the minute my body was dead, I was in um, a far end of fourth dimension where uh, angels were constantly uh, present and available and counseling and eventually came back to 3D, but I was so different when I came back. So I think this is going on for us as a group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, as you were saying that, it, it's so true. Um, and that connection with angels or guides or whatever, it gets to the place where you know, because I was thinking back when I had a lot of my connections and everything, and it was more, it's not an interaction like we think of in 3D reality. Like I talk to you, you talk back to me, and I, I talk about this a lot in the psychic development series when we get into spirit guides. But there comes a time when it's just this automatic information exchange and you don't have to go through personalities and identities, whether that be a religious figure or a, a savior of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just this constant dialogue. And I remember as a small child, I would talk to God and Jesus when I was a kid. I didn't really understand what the difference was. I just knew one was kind of cruel and the other one was kind of nice. That's what I ascertained from church. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's what it seemed to me. One was, um, you know, very, uh, could put you in a river of fire and the other one was saying, hey, you're not such a bad guy after all. So anyway, I would have this conversation and I remember saying, I'm going to say to the loving universe, I love you very, 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 and I'm never gonna stop saying very. 
And what I did with that is I kept this dialogue That's going great. because it was never I was never going to say much. And so mm -hmm. that meant that I was constantly saying very and now I realize that kept me in constant dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I believe we all are. Brilliant. And if we, you really start looking at your thoughts and break them down, uh, like if we were to analyze them, they'd probably disappear. But if you could analyze them and not have them disappear, uh, what you will find is the stuff going through your head is a lot of things. It's everything. It's this big river of consciousness that flows right above your head, metaphorically. Mm -hmm. And it has other people's thoughts. It has every probable reality, every possibility. All of that is floating by, and our biggest thing here in, in planet Earth here is to master our attention so that we can focus on what in that stream shall we focus on. And that's really what happens when we connect with the divine, is mm -hmm. saying, I'm choosing to focus on this high, and you ca you're calling it fourth dimension tonight. Mm, yeah. um, I'm choosing to focus on that. Mm -hmm. And so you're right, we really are changing. There are mm -hmm. so many things that are changing, and often we don't acknowledge it because true change, you don't really see the landscape changing, you just see it after it's changed. Yeah, and we're going to talk about um, becoming firmer with this because it's nebulous, it's out of, you know, we get snapped back into 3D and oh, everything's, you know, third dimensional, God. Okay, and, but to stay there more and more and to return here less and less, and this is what's been happening uh, to illustrate it, perhaps this is visible to you. Uh, who you were one month ago, remember that screaming maniac? Okay, and now, well, you're at least to some degree more mellow, you're at least to some degree less uh, 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 mad you get bored or with everything or, eventually. Yeah, and that's that's not real. Yes, and I agree. And there are people that are doing it that way. That is to say, evolving by waiting to be bored with. <laughs> yeah, and while it is semi-effective, somewhat a little sometimes, it, it compares not to making the decision. Hey, I upgrade. Uh, I don't care if anyone else does. I choose to shift to a higher level of seeing and being. And the um, more we can let go of fear, doubt, worry, guilt, uh, need, greed, um, the rest of the insecurity, the more we can just set ourselves free. We don't have to any longer pay attention to anything that's frightening because um, I was reading an interesting book that got me to recognize the idea that um, uh, if you call the fear by your name, say we're afraid of spiders, and you call the spider, hi Neville, lots of legs, totally dude. Okay, you can't be afraid of it because you've owned that it's part of you. And the fear is based on that's over there separate, and this is over here. So it's an interesting concept to get it to flow well, more gently in yeah, your that's, life. Yeah, that's true. I used to say, um, call it like, a, see it as a puppy, and say my old yeah. friend fear, come mm -hmm. here. I know uh, back then that, that probably wasn't a popular concept back when I first started saying that. I know we yeah. had a, a lot of interesting debates about that mm -hmm. um, c because the concept um, or the idea was to make fear your enemy by cutting it off. And I was yeah. saying if you think of it as a lesser thing than you, then you can bring it inside of you and once it's inside of you, you can transmute it. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. And so my old friend Same. fear, because fear is just coming to tell you something 
and it's always the boundaries of your belief system. Yeah, which is very convenient of it, and therefore you can love it. And the more I understand this, the more you just have to experience love for whatever it is, especially if it's something that's frightening you. You know, oh, spider, come here, come here. Oh, he ran away. Mm. Odd, I thought he outweighed me, but still. Yeah, you know, the more you ha experience love for it, I've said, I'd love to meet the devil. I really would. And I, I would. And the first thing I would say, wow, all angular features. I've never seen a face that was all angular features. Come here, come here, come here, come here. And that would be it. You know, there would be no, yeah, all that requires the presence of mind to remember that. I've, I've said, you know, if somebody wants to kill me. Well, the idea of separation, fear, and the devil, quote unquote, can exist in the sphere of love, which is what you're getting at there. Well, it transmutes. It, yeah, well, it yeah. can exist, yeah. yeah. Fear will so become frightening and over. That's why it was cast out of heaven, is because things that are unlike love cannot exist there, but it's never really cast out. It just is uh, given the illusion of separateness. Yeah, the uh, idea that fear will become so fearful that it will just reveal itself as uh, love. That's a very important concept, well, overshadow itself to the point. Yep. So uh, just the, if I was, if somebody was going to kill me, I would say four things, do you mind four things? I know I've said it before on the show, but it really works. One, thank you so much because this means my mission is over. Two, I know I really did a good job of it. Three, I know I'm going on to something far more interesting. And four, I love you for doing this. Center of mass, don't mess this up, take your shot. Sounds like Christ said something similar to that too in his that own. That could be. Yeah, so yeah. you're reaching the same conclusions as the, the metaphor well, of that. something's happening there. Um, yeah, there was uh, something you we were, were saying about, right before that. Um, all I remember is the spider. Oh my God, no way. We love the spider. Whatever it is you're afraid of, love it. Call it by your name and it has no authority. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, what book did Mar you read there? Marianne Rada's, um, Preparing for Remembrance of, just Remembrance, I think is the name of the book. Remembrance yeah. of Contact. I would say yeah. you can call it your name. Um, that, that has a lot of uh, stuff, but I think ultimately the thing that people, the very thing people are afraid of are themselves because, <laughs> no, I, I'm not just joking it's about me. that. So sometimes calling something your name that can cause a lot of fear, but, but by calling it something that you have no fear over, like a puppy or a goldfish yeah. or a chair or something like that, uh, I think that that gives, it, gives you a power over it, Absolutely. whereas you don't necessarily have power over yourself. Although I think what you just stated is a whole different exercise yeah. that might bring completely different results uh, if you and maybe it. even expand on the fear enough so that you could thoroughly understand it because there's always a message. And the thing about fear is like somebody knocking at a door and once the door is opened, you're not going to keep knocking at it. You're going to open the door and uh, answer it. I know Dr. Sheldon Cooper has quite a technique that way. That's Big Bang Theory. He always knocks and says the name, knocks, until someone comes to the door or his knuckles get bloody, one or the other. Well, that's what typically happens because all manifestation, I mean, all intention begets manifestation. Yeah. And it will keep going until it reaches completion. 
So it's like those little wind-up toys. It hits the wall, it keeps walking. So if you answer it and just say, what have you come to tell me? I used to use the analogy of a child saying, mom, mom, mom. If you just say, yes, what do you want? The, the child will say, look. And you go, oh, okay. And then the child stops. Yeah. So just listen. A uh, child does describe that. Yeah. So as always, we're a call-in show. And we would love to hear from our audience because we have so much that we want to give to people. Uh, we are curious to know uh, what, um, you know, have you noticed the shift that's going on around us? We are far more advanced even in the, the last few days. Uh, we have become far less agitated as far as I can tell. Far less, there are just many less, um, not everyone is reaching the higher frequencies, but certainly there's less of the uh, overt animosity that's been going on between people for the longest time. There's, I really feel there's less fear driving us. There would be the point at which there was no fear driving us and then people would become afraid because they, they don't believe they can drive themselves. They at least have to have a car to do it, but still. There's the idea that um, we're advancing. I'm so happy. This is uh, joyous that we are uh, well, no longer quite so stuck in the mud. Well, something that I would like to bring up about the concept of change is that it is our greatest friend and it is our worst enemy. People that have things change, we tend to do that grass is greener on the other side. Oh gosh, change. This is scary. Change is scary. But then if there's no change, it's like, oh, I got to get out of this marriage, I got to get out of this job. So I would say first and foremost, what uh, an exercise you can do is see, what is my relationship with change? Just that word, what is it? Because until we're ready to have a healthy relationship with change, we're going to hold on to things. And what we tend to do is hold on to who people were yesterday and not be able to let go of that. So whether that's for the betterment of us or the detriment, we can't let go of that. Uh, I, I work a lot with couples and do EFT and counseling and various other things. And what I find is a lot of times people think when the moment they get married, they take that wedding picture and that everything is supposed to stay just like that forever, or they see it as deteriorating or something wrong with it. And not to look at any change as deterioration, just look at it as change and that it's not a stagnant picture, it's a moving picture. That alone, just changing that perspective can change everything in your life, the way, the way you look at things. But until we can all be fluid with change, let everyone else change, um, you know, like the 45-year-old youngest that goes home for Thanksgiving, they have to sit at the card table like they did when they were young. Uh, families are real notorious for not letting people's identities change. But if you let you change and not feel guilty about it, you're going to let other people change. And once that happens, the collective of us will welcome the change into the next age or the next dimension. But until we can do it personally, the collective of us is going to stay right here in 3D reality. Yeah, and then those that shift, well, that's what the rapture had originally been delineating in a certain way, because certain people that just will not make the shift won't really, but, well, it's actually the other way around. The people that won't make the shift suddenly won't be able to see the people that do make the shift. There, there was a lot. Or when, allow the change rather yeah, than well, make, make the, the shift, shift maybe. Allow the change, yeah. yeah. 
that whole thing. Um, we have a lot of, um, uh, on the show for so many years, we've given so many techniques in uh, assisting you to become more conscious. One of uh, which we would suggest again is that we have a caller. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, uh, my name's Lucy. I called you long, long time ago. Welcome I back. I wonder if you might talk about the word deserve, which kind of fits with change a little bit. Sometimes I think I don't deserve anything, but, but deserve is a funny word. And the other word is lazy. I don't oh. know if anybody is really lazy. But I wish you would talk about that. Oh, well, sure. um, one of the thank you for asking that, Lucy, and it's so good to hear from you. And um, I do remember you, and it's lovely to hear from you. You do. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, I, I'd like to start with the word lazy because uh, one of the descriptions I used to say um, when I would use the Osho deck and the laziness card would come up is that there's no such word as lazy that we'd be far better than to say, oh, I'm lazy, I don't want to wash those dishes. It's better to say, why don't I want to, and why am I making me? Now there you can get a lot of progress. I don't want to because it's woman's work. Why am I making me? Because I think women have to do menial labor. Now you see, that's, that gets you into your beliefs and say, hmm, well maybe I would address that. But whenever we feel lazy about something, if you ask the question, why don't I want to do it and why am I making me do it, you're going to get to the heart of it and that's where you can really change. And you're right, no one is truly lazy. They have a conflict with those two questions. And, um, oh, very well done. And the word deserve, which is an interesting word also, uh, is uh, the word you're looking for there is birthright rather than deserve. It is my right. It is my birthright to have everything that I would love to have. And deserve is one of the tools by which that is taken away from we the human race. If you say you do or you don't deserve something, you have thrown the entire thing a curveball. Okay, so what it is I would love in my life becomes what my life is because it is the nature of love as we are in this process of understanding ever higher dimensional concepts and therefore it doesn't take long before you run into love and the unbelievable authority and power that love actually has and not to sound like Kraflo Dollar or whoever that might be and I don't remember the guy's name but the concept of um, you deserve everything you would love and to get it all you have to do is say mm, I'd love a new car, I'd love a nicer house, I'd love 30, 40 more pets, I'd love, you know, whatever it is you find that you would have in your heart that you would love, you automatically deserve it. It's an automatic system. In fact, I don't particularly believe in the word deserve. I don't either. I guess yeah. that's why I ask because it seems like everybody deserves everything and yet everybody deserves nothing. Uh, yeah, you come in the world with nothing. Well, and you have to put it together. Yeah, the yeah. body comes in a kit. Well, you know, I think that is a very interesting word because my friend Judy, who is in spirit now, we had many of a conversation about that word deserve because she felt much like you do, Lucy, that what does it even mean? What does that mean? And I remember even, uh, this was a number of years ago, so I had very different perspectives like we all do throughout our life. But I said, well, deserve means that if I pick up those five bags of 
flour and move it over to the other side, I've put in an effort. And so the law of reciprocity would allow me then to have some of that flour, whereas that other person did not pick up the flour and move it over, so they don't deserve that through the law, the principle of reciprocity, which is the, the returning of energy. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked at it like that, and there, there are very visible, fundamental things like that, uh, principle of that in the universe. It does seem to work that way. You put in an effort, it's the same as putting in an intention. So maybe what we do is we elevate it to a more energetic level and say it's not a matter of deserve because that's a product of judgment and it's a product of somebody having superiority over another. And I can see that's very um, you know, repulsive in a way. But if we take it up to the energetics level, you have to have the energy of the decision in order for it to come back. So rather than someone deserving something, it's more like someone has to make the decision for it. And down on 3D, it may be picking up those sacks of flour and moving it over there, or it could be anything. So I think what we're doing is taking the, the law of exchange and bringing it up to a higher level and taking it out of the world of judgment. And that's probably where we would leave deserve behind. Yeah, the two words, um, um, are, you were quite correct there, about somebody else's uh, standard of things. A lazy person has no idea that they're lazy. Someone else has to tell them they're, well, for that the to go on. The lazy person does have their own judgments about it as well. Yeah, but it, it came from But some, both of them are taking them to a higher level and out yeah, of the world. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing of, with of that. that. Now, the trinity that we're talking about here is the trinity of manifestation, or one trinity that works that way, which is the... Uh, uh, desire, you have a desire, and then you make a choice. So it's desire, choice, and decision. Once the decision is in existence, then the automatic universe fills it in. And it's not more complex than that. And I understand everybody wants it to be more complex than that because it couldn't possibly be that simple. Because if it were that simple, there's something the matter with me that I'm, I'm laboring so hard to get anything that I desire when all I had to do was um, desire, choose, and decide. Oh, no, this is communism. This is, you know, gee, God. You know, just it, it, the whole world works a lot more smoothly when you discuss it in your own mind as uh, what's the missing part of the Trinity that I'm not getting. You know, it's a very different way to think, the idea of um, recognizing your power and authority in reality, because you're beaten senseless for doing that constantly in life by people that are just not that bright. Huh? Any questions? No, I'm, I need there to you write go. down. Desire, choose, and decide as soon as I get yeah, up. That's the activator code. Mm-hmm. And it's a trinity like everything. Well, um, yeah, I, like um, I think I've said many times on the show that I used to get confused about the idea of let go and let God, and we 
create our own reality. They seemed mm -hmm. in opposition, yet they both seemed true. And how I put them together was, it's our job to say what, and the universe's job to say how. Mm -hmm. And that's how you let go. You, you decide, that's our job, and then you allow, and that's the universe's job. And you don't check up on the universe, you don't dig up the seed to make sure it's sprouting. Um, that's what where we get tricked into thinking that we yeah. have to. And that same thing is behind the laziness and the um, the deserve thing. Yeah. But but really, give it some thought. What I was saying, I know it may have been uh, kind of complex um, how I worded that, but about the word deserve, uh, because I think it will bring a whole new thing. A whole uh, because everything is of divine origin. Everything will have uh, a counterpart in some higher truth, yeah. and it's always good to find it rather than to unilaterally dismiss something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank and, you, Lucy. Boy, yeah, what a great conversation excellent. starter. You. Don't wait so long to call in again. Yes. Please. Yeah, definitely. Yes. No, we oh. want to hear from you. Oh, sorry. I think she may have, uh, got, I think she was going to say something. Feel free to call back yeah. if you had wanted to say something. That'll be an immediate yeah. calling in again. Yeah. See, we'll make you call back sooner. There you go. <laughs> we'll cut you off, and then you have to call back. So I was just going to add in a note um, about the idea of we assisting ourselves to become more conscious would be if you don't have a crystal, if you don't have a crystal, they're pretty common these days, they used to be rare, uh, but to get yourself at least one crystal and after you make friends with it and it's your pet if you don't have a crystal now, uh, you can get a number of crystals and arrange them in some geometry or another and just having that in the house will um, elevate the frequency of the house you're in. We've, we've taught so many classes over so many years on very specific things you can do with very specific crystals, but this will help you uh, to increase your uh, multidimensional awareness. This will make it easier for you to... Um, uh, we, we have, we've done so many classes on this stuff, you can amplify um, your gain, uh, just leave it that way. Yeah, well, and we crystals. even have shows in the archives on crystals oh, as well. Oh, good point, yeah. Yeah, and change is something, now think about that. Uh, see change as this river, which we call life, we call it lots of things, it's power, it's whatever. It is the flow of everything, and it's going to happen uh, we can resist it and cause ourselves a lot of stress. And as a matter of fact, I think resistance, you know, Buddha says the cause of all suffering is a resistance to what is. Mm -hmm. It's very much like getting our head to go at a different speed than the flow. And that's what stress is. You know, if you get, you're out there on the beltway and you're late for work, it's like your mind's spinning and it's different from the flow of the reality around you. That if we just <laughs> allowed ourselves to entrain into mm -hmm. whatever that is with non-resistance, that yeah. doesn't mean to give in to what's happening. Yeah. That means, my father always said, yield in order to conquer. So we're not necessarily conquering anything, but we're yielding to something in order to gain mastery over it. Uh, like... Um, I remember in Driver's Ed hearing turn into the direction of the skid. And I thought, well, that's insane. If I'm skidding off the mountain, why would I turn to drive off the mountain? But what it's saying is you have to yield to the direction you are sliding, and then you gain control over the vehicle or the flow, and then you can redirect it however you wish. So that is the principle behind AA, where you just admit who you are, um, what you're doing uh, as far as alcohol. You have to love and be okay with whatever it is to gain mastery of it. So what if you applied that to change in your life? 
saying, oh, it's going to happen, it's happening, let me accept this change, whether that's a marriage breaking up for you, a job change, a new boss at work that you're uncomfortable with or you're afraid that you're not going to be as close to as the last one, whatever change is going on in your life, turn into the direction of it, gain mastery <laughs> that's over That's very it. well put. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, actually. And that's where yeah. you just walk toward it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Thank you. I wanted to add further when we, uh, when I'd been saying you're not the same person you were last month, mm -hmm. uh, which is very true. Please observe that. The other thing is that you're not the person you were programmed to be. Actually, you never were. Even at the height of being the person you were programmed to be, you still weren't that person. You acted out a lot of pre-existing brainwashing that occurred over the early lifetime. But you don't have to do that anymore. You are allowed to, by divine decree, has nothing to do with me, you are allowed to set yourself free. You are allowed to set yourself free. Just be free. You don't have to do what you did. You don't have to respond the way you responded. You don't have to knee-jerk when somebody hits your knee with a little tiny mallet wearing a lab coat. You, you're allowed to be totally free. Nobody knows this, but you are. And you know what will drag you right back into the pit? Oh, if I'm free, it'll be chaos. Tattooy gangs will come and have their way with me. You know, that, that's, please, do you understand just the level of nonsense that is? Yet it is keeping you from being free. But you could see there for a brief moment what a level of nonsense that is. Where are these tattooy gangs? I don't know, but you've been speaking of them for years. Yeah, they'll show up then. No, we cancel. love tattooy gangs. <laughs> They're good for us. How about um, yeah. philosophical gangs? Fine, philosophical gangs. That as will... long as it's not a gang of salesmen, that might be kind of unpleasant. Oh, that's unpleasant. The, when the phone rings. That's what's going on there. But interesting. So this shift to, uh, you were talking about, uh, go ahead. Well, um, something you, before we leave the topic of you're not who you were yesterday. Oh. It is so true. We get this, you know, we were talking about other people holding you in molds. Like, let's say there was a time when you weren't great at being a parent or a husband or a wife or whatever. And, and you learned from it. And now you're a different person. But everybody is still holding you back in that oh, old yeah. mold, which we've all experienced. And we've done it to other people. We have. A lot of times in dysfunctional relationships, even though both members are completely unhappy, it gets very scary to have any change happen. Um, and so that's what makes us stay in stuck situations. And I know we have a call. Is that true? Uh, no, actually, we're ready with the uh, painting. If we, oh. uh, speaking of this whole thing, and here we are, uh, this is a painting of the serpent mound. Okay. When we. The, First, let me say, the Serpent Mound did such an amazing amount of shifting in consciousness that we were still um, Every time unfolding. I go, I am yeah. a different person when I come back. Now, what the Serpent Mound actually is, is a Native American piece of technology that uh, was built, in my opinion, and it's a channeled piece of information, was built 20,000 years ago on a dolomite plane that got smacked by a meteor and made the dolomite plane into um, a parabola, a dimensional parabola, whatever the name for that is. 
and it filled with earth and the Native Americans recognized its incredible healing power, transmutative power, and built a machine, a piece of technology, that was designed to collect lightning from the sky. That's why there's so many lightning strikes in this painting. And then the, um, it would uh, balance the energetic relationship between earth and sky. And just going there balances an amazing amount within you. Ross Hamilton, who's a dear friend of ours, wrote um, six books now on the subject of the Native American earthworks and an enormous amount of information on the Serpent Mound, and we're going to be... Yes, do order his books if yeah. you haven't. No, Ross is a great guy, and he just takes you on this merriment of I'm, I'm working on his sixth book, um, Just Began, which is about the system of mounds um, making an enormous circle in Ohio Valley. Anyhow, we're going to be going there later on in the year. If anybody's excited about that, please to um, yeah, possibly email late September in. or October. Yeah, email in if that sounds like you're coming with us because this is going to be uh, an amazing thing. It, I, I can't express the amount that it did. So much so, uh, maybe a month later, I'm still doing paintings of a serpent mound. <laughs> I just it just had a. a Profound effect well, on the creative thing, part of me. Yeah, it, it, well, me too. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I do uh, channeled messages from the mound that I you put did. on scrolls every yeah. year when we go mm -hmm. that I'm going to put into a deck, which is really profound. Excellent. Um, and, but I, I'm not, I'm nothing like you, of course. I mean, your paintings no, are no, magnificent. No. But what I'm saying is it awakens it in everyone. Yes. So when you come, whatever vehicle you use, Mm -hmm. uh, to express yourself, that that's going to happen for you as well, most likely. And even if you think you don't have a method like that, I believe when you come from, come back from the mound, you will have that. But method. this is this is just such a great example of the topic we're talking about tonight, which is change. Yeah, multidimensional things can change you. You know, we we talk about epiphanies and various things like that. Um, like having these aha moments where you change, and that's what they are. That's what epiphanies and aha moments are, mm -hmm. is something happens that makes these islands of knowing and these islands of thought and these islands of speculation all like a strike of lightning that sends impulses to all of them, bring them together and make a, a, a larger reality with those. And that's what happens when you go to sacred sites. That's what happens when you um, do any of any anything mm -hmm. that brings you an aha moment. Yeah. And there's something about that. And a lot of it is because we lay on the earth. Mm -hmm. We do th th various things together. There are exercises we do while we're there that are energetic exercises that put you in connection with your inner self and your deep self. And it changes. And so you can c leave somewhere there's a difference between being inspired, you know, you read a book, and it's like, oh, I'm very inspired, and then two weeks later you're back to your normal thing. That's very different than going and being changed by it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it happens slowly, like watching the show every week, mm -hmm. it slowly or, or fastly, either way, changes you. But true change is something you look back on as having had happened. Oh, absolutely. And we were saying uh, sacred spots throughout the world, there are a lot of them, and you can build your own right there in your house. This is what we were saying, get some crystals, put them together the way they want to. 
you can do this. It's uh, not out of the, uh, I had a sacred spot once, but I, I had it removed. <laughs> but, uh, well, that was silly. No, no, it came back. That's how I know it's sacred. There we go. Before you get concerned, please, I'm kidding. Well, maybe you don't know that, so maybe I'm not kidding. All right, but as long as we're having fun, and I've said that forever, and we have over the years been asked, what is the meaning of life? And I have to say it's having fun, and I'll prove it. The more fun you have, the more alive you are. The less fun you have, the less alive you are. Do the math. So whatever. Sounds great yeah. to me. Yeah, no, that is the way it works. And so the concept of us doing what it is we can do, uh, which would be no more than making the decision to become more ascended in our thoughts and our daily activities and mm -hmm. everything else, uh, and we can amplify that, we can um, travel to places where the frequency is higher. Every once in a while the sun throws us a real pleasant fastball, which is where there'll be a spike in the, you know, a, by the sun being hit by something or other, and then there's a spike up. We had one not so long ago where the time blips were coming not so long ago, it was a few years. Oh yeah, time blips all the time. Yeah, yeah. But one quick thing about having a good time, it is such an inside job. It's not something that the outside makes happen, and that's where it's a big trick. We think leaving the job, leaving whatever is going, we're, we're going to be happy yeah. out there, but it really is something inside. So you can have fun doing anything. You can just reframe it in your own thinking. Turns out Scully and Mulder were completely off the money. The answer is not out there. Where is the answer? You can do this because I'm not going to tell you. Where is the answer? Where is it? Yeah? I'll act that way then. Quit fooling around and expecting somebody else to tell you who you are. Because they will, but it won't be somebody you want to be. See my point there? As we said, the darkness is about to consume itself. And a lot of progress is being made that way. But you've got to have light and dark to well, get anything to darkness, really spin. It's been a number of months or years since I've told my Violet Sea dream. Oh, please. Uh, I, I had this dream that I was traveling through all these modes of transportation. I was being taken to the Violet Sea, this place that, where you couldn't sink, and it was this magical, high-vibration place. And so I finally arrived there, and there are mermaids and dolphins and all these things swimming in this, and I find myself... The last mode of transportation was a riverboat, and I was in the water, and it was just so lovely. And then I had a fear, and the fear said, this isn't the Violet Sea, this is the Black Sea. And so this dolphin mermaid creature, or mermaid creature, came over with a mason jar, which I'm sure has symbolism there, and scoops up the water and holds it to the light, and it's a very deep purple. And she said, all blackness is, is concentrated divinity, just shine more go. light on it. So in other words, what fear is, is concentrated divinity, just shine more enlightenment on it and the fear will go away. Anyway, that changed me forever, that dream. Oh, day. excellent. But yeah. we have a call? We do indeed. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Mary and Neville. This is Barbara and Larry. Hey, how are oh, we doing? Hey, how are you? Good to hey. hear from you. Hey, we just wanted to tell you, Fios is now... What? We can watch your show on TV and not the internet. Oh, yay! Excellent. Good. Yeah, so we're pretty excited. Wow. Wonderful. Okay. Hi from your screen. <laughs> Are yes. we flat or is it like a... 
Are we on a big screen or are we on a little screen? Yes, yes. you're on the big screen. Yeah. Ah, so you can see I could use a shave, eh? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Well, it's, um, it was so much fun spending time with you guys at the mound. It really was. It was such a sacred adventure oh, to share. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we're ready for the next one. Uh, yay, yay. All right. Yay. We got, oh, we got yeah. all kinds of new ideas of uh, things to do there, too. I think we'll oh, have Ross always. come this time. Yeah, it's been a Ross while. is a treat. Because I think you guys will love to hear from Ross. Oh, God. Ross is yeah. one of the most brilliant orators. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, well, we just wanted to let you know we're really excited. We don't have to sit at the laptop anymore. Yay! All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Thanks for letting us know. We appreciate that. Looking yeah. forward to seeing you. Okay, talk Hi to, to all the other people. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. yeah. Hi to everybody else watching us on Fios. Yes. Yeah, interestingly enough. Yeah, what's funny is uh, Comcast used to be our primary uh, funder of this studio, uh -huh. um, but yet Verizon carried us in far more locations, which is odd. Mm -hmm. um, because through Fios, we can be seen all the way down to Fredericksburg, up to Fauquier County, and, you know, the whole northern Virginia, whereas Comcast were only in, in Fairfax. I wonder if, um, what was that county again? I know, you're trying to get me. No, 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 I just think he had a lot. Nor a fig plucker's son. I know, but I think he had a lot of trouble in school. I'll pluck figs okay. till the fig pluckers come. Well done. I'll say that real fast. Yeah. So we've been doing uh, doing quite a bit. I know you have some classes coming up. Uh, yes. You know, this um, Saturday uh, we are doing. You're doing the Arcturian meditation. Oh right. And I know I was only recently got the newsletter out. So if there's not enough population, we may reschedule. But if you don't have that on your schedule, you may wish to. It's really profound. I had a lot of changes within me by doing that, and then Sunday. I'm doing EFT for decluttering. And it's more than just tapping and doing EFT. We really go into the whys. We collect things and everybody gets very personalized attention. So it's a way to get some really great healing done. I've had many people that have gone through that that no longer, I mean, have much of an issue with things. So there is that potential and possibility. And then um, I'm thinking of starting the um, tarot series again Excellent. it's on the website Excellent. and the psychic development series mm -hmm. yeah and i've been teaching oh, a and mentor. you're going to do merkaba oh merkaba on the 13th i think it was yeah yeah of july and also i'm doing a mentorship a teaching palmistry and face reading where we'll actually go out into the real world and read people's palms for them after we get the group up to speed, which yeah. will be a very interesting process. Yes, and more information on that will be on the website soon. We're gonna, we're both going to have mentorship programs, so we're gonna mm -hmm. put them up so you know exactly what they are too. Yeah, excellent. We've got a new cue card for the duck, so that we're is so cute. We're gonna get a shot of the cue card, but here we go. Here's Jerry, our duck dangler extraordinaire, dangling the All duck, right. which has Mary's. Magical, Magical message, message yeah. cards. A new burst of creative energy is on the way. Don't judge it. Let it flow through you. You know, if you um, were choosing to ever get any of my cards, this one has 97 different ones, and they're great for parties or gatherings for everybody, or if you're a, a practitioner for something for them to choose after the session. What'd you get? Excellent. Pay attention to the synchronicities in your life. They are showing you your path. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. All right. The, the word coincidence has poisoned enough of the human race. Please, just get over that word. Say synchronous. You'll sound 
so much more intelligent. You will, because you are going well, to be more intelligent to I always see it say, that way. You know, like, um, I always say, what are the odds? You know, I always say that because yeah. it, it's so synchronous that the odds, even science would say that that's impossible. And people always say, well, okay, well, it's not odds. And I'm saying, no, even if you looked at odds, it would be unreasonable. I mean, it would be outside of the scope of odds of it even happening. That's synchronicity. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard the word serendipity. Uh, besides, wasn't there like serendipity, serendipity singers too. or something yeah, like serendipity. that? Serendipity. But I heard the word and I, I just, it, real quick before you say your joke, it, it, it really expanded me and I just had to find out what that word meant. And it meant um, like if you're thinking of a butterfly and one lands on your window ledge. I think I read like some kind of a, a thing like that and I look over and a butterfly landed on my window ledge. And it was just like such a magical moment. It takes oh, yeah. you out of this reality mm -hmm. into the next. It's like when the butterfly, just because you brought it up, we set up your cards to photograph them. Oh, for, yeah. And at the exact moment I hit the shutter, a butterfly just posed. It was the most incredible thing. It flew thing. right under it, yeah, right over and the cards, and cast a shadow on the cards. Like oh, it, yeah. You saw the butterfly in the shadow. And because this is the age of Photoshop, nobody would believe in the miracle. And... Uh, so stop that. Just stop it. You know, we, we, we make real I photographs of the I about the serendipitous butterfly. Yeah. I still have that on my Facebook. If you want to friend me, it's just my name, Mary Phelan. Mm -hmm. And then we have a telepathic TV page, too, but yeah. it's somewhere on there. Then I have one also. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Neville does, okay. too. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, that's an interesting name. Wow. Mozart, isn't it? Yes, I know your works. <laughs> that's very it's good Mozart. of you. Mozart. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. My name is Lynn. Thank hey, you Lynn. so much, Neville and Mary, for your show. I've been watching for about two years. And wow. I'm, well, thank I'm, you. I'm grateful. And I would, two things I would like uh, the um, crop circles uh, described more, and I would like to hear more about the serpent bound in, in the future. Uh, but also, I would like to have a reading uh, from Mary later, okay. if that's possible. Well, great, great. Okay. That would be great. I'll um, go ahead and do that now. I'll hang um, up. And um, what I would say with the, the crop circles, why don't we uh, maybe plan on doing that a whole show yeah, based on that? Yeah, it would that? have to be that. Because there's so much to say yes. that I know that that's really your field, It's too. interesting that David, earlier in the evening, who's our sound I know, engineer, he asked about crop circles as yeah, well. Yeah, so that's, speaking of synchronicities. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can do that. That's not difficult. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do the reading and um, maybe we'll do a, a Serpent Mound Crop Circle show either next week or following. So we would love to have you tune in so that we can do a good job of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first card is gratitude. And I tell you what we look for when we are get looking for that new car or whatever, we're looking for that feeling of gratitude. Gratitude is what we seek, that feeling. It's not the things that bring it, but we get lost up in it, you know. And I feel like you have a good sense of gratitude and that you really are living your life that way, which I think is wonderful. The next card is simplicity. <laughs> this is another thing that helps gratitude be more visible and audible is when our life is more simple. Mm -hmm. When there's too, it's too complicated, that complexity, the static, keeps us from really being at peace. So it's saying to simplify. And the turkey is the giveaway. You know, this is so much like um, 
just the metaphor of the decluttering, and it's not always decluttering our, our house, it's decluttering our thoughts and everything, which is basically what this class is about that I'm gonna be doing. But the turkey is the, the customary giveaway ceremony uh, where it's not that you just give away something, Mm -hmm. Like like people, oh, I've got this old can of green beans that I'm never going to eat. Let me give that away. It's giving something away that means something to you. So what it's, it's saying is maybe look inside you and give to others something that's really within you, something real about you. And then the final one, I decided to pull Mary's magical message card for you. And it says, forgive yourself, honor your path, unconditionally support everything you do or say. And um, so it, it looks like this is a great time of spiritual growth and mm -hmm. insight for you, for sure. Yeah, simplicity of belief is um, really the way in which it works. That's mm -hmm. because we're taught these complex beliefs that always turn to dust. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, it, if, you say it, if you say it's complex, what you've told me is you don't understand it. If you understood it, you would never say it was complex. Well, I, I, def, I, I feel a little different. I, I know you're saying that because I used the word just a little while ago. About, I didn't know you uh, used complex. it. Oh, I find complex to be a very positive word. That mm -hmm. tells me that there are a lot of facets that are visible to me. And I would like to take the time to explore it rather than, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Simple yeah. and complex. Okay. So, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Katie from California. Katie, all right. Boy, you must be talking loudly. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no, 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 I'm kidding, because you're from California. Not all of his jokes actually fly over to the camera and go inside. <laughs> well, he did have something flying over here just a little while ago. I was having a really challenging moment and felt really stuck in this sort of big life change that I'm making. And I turned on your show, and there was uh, Neville's magical face standing there going, you're free, you're free. <laughs> and I He's felt free. it, and I listened, <laughs> and I, it just made a big difference. And I Aww. also just want to say, Mary, the, that last reading felt like it was totally for me, but I'm going to be selfish and ask for another one. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Being selfish is good. Yeah, as Neville says, you don't want to be you-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Self-centered also, what are you supposed to be? Centered, centered in, in someone else? Yeah. yeah. I'm not centered in myself, where else shall I be? Okay, mm -hmm. well here is um, a card of new directions. It's showing a fork in the road. And what is so lovely, those dotted lines are like the rules and tell us that we're on a road. And then these new roads don't have any dotted lines. So they're really for you to write. What we tend to think when we come to a fork in the road that once that they're both pre-written and I better pick the right one. Neither of them are. So it just doesn't really matter. Um, just pick and, and move on and write it. And here we get back to simplicity. And I know we had only barely talked about complexity and versus simplicity. Uh, probably what I was saying, the complexity of life is when there's too much stuff. Um, so maybe I could have used a better word with that. But what this is saying is get down to the simple things as you walk into this, this new path. Um, what is the most simple what can, what's the common denominator? Reduce it to the lowest common denominator and keep, keep going back to the, the simplicity of it. God makes things simple, man makes things complicated. The dragonfly is the uh, communication between dimensional planes. And I almost feel like there is a future you and um, 
aspects of you in other realities that we may call spirit guides that are looking to communicate with you. Something very significant, I almost feel like a meeting that you're going to have with somebody um, is going to be extremely um, significant to you. And then um, there is a, um, I don't know if we could get a tighter focus on that card. I'm going to have to turn it around um, there. Uh, there is someone, oh, I can't read it if it's, there is someone uh, coming into your life. Wow, that's just like what I said. Let me read it. Someone coming into your life that will be very significant to your growth. Be receptive. Okay, well, I think that's a double message to say that. So yeah. It was something I was feeling, and it was something that the card said, too. Got so to pay the attention. Point. Yeah. I believe we have another caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? That's you. Please say hello. Hi there. You're on the air. So say if you're something. on hold, go ahead and speak. And if it's not you, it's okay. You'd still just be on hold. Hi, Mary. This is Kieran. I would like to get a reading from you, please. Okay. Thank you. Be most happy to. Okay, and another, and another, and another. Let's try that one. All right, so the first card is the romance card. And the meaning of this card is romance isn't really something that happens uh, when you're with someone else. It's what other people inspire in you. And romance is really a kindness, a gentleness that you have toward yourself. Then it starts echoing out into the world. And so it, it, it can be talking about making some quiet, romantic time with your partner. Or if you're not in, in a, a relationship, it's, it's like just be kind to yourself. Do sweet things. Like instead of eating, standing up at the counter, set yourself a nice place setting and light a candle and just treat you special is basically it. The go deeper can talk about going deeper, looking deeper into things, but it's also that sometimes we give up before we get to the treasure. Um, we have these fears that stop us, but once we realize that fears aren't real, they turn into just little fish swimming by. And so don't let your fears stop you from getting to the heart of you and, and things. The seagull teaches us that, that um, instead of getting caught up in the currents of life and our emotions is to rise above it. So if there's an emotional thing that you have going on right now or with someone else, Rise up above it. Just don't get caught up in it. It's real easy to. And then the final card from the message cards is observe what empowers you and what does not and make your decisions based on this. So mm. if it doesn't empower you, just don't do it. It's not for you to do. I don't care how, how much in books, rule books, it says to do it. Just rule know books. it's not your job unless you're being funded by the universe. i got to read one of those one of these days. Thank hey, you so much. Thank you. Yeah. This is, if we get a shot of the, um, uh, this thing towards the end, but we, I believe we have another caller, don't we? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Okay. No, you can... okay. This is an actual functional star portal. It's um, a snowflake obsidian, all three pieces. The pyramid at the base of it is necessary for its function. I'm going to explain uh, how this thing actually works. As much as we loved the series and it was lovable, of the um, Stargate series. Um, they chose the disc because it was an easy special effect. You actually had to have a pyramid. Um, the Cheops pyramid was used uh, for the same thing, the star portal, except nobody knows how to run it. It's been a long time. But it's not impossible. And here it is as a miniature form. 
So we can move on from there. We're about to be at Ruby, roll the R, Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Snorkel. And uh, you're welcome to join us. Um, you don't have to snort, but you wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, yes, there we go. <laughs> Apparently the audience has begun snorting nonetheless. Ruby Tuesdays, come join us if you would like. If you're out and about and you'd like to see that we're actually real instead of not real, um, come join us. We're we have a good time. Yes. Or unholy. It was our joy and honor to take you to the door of you. And you're going through the door. Go into like you. Yes. <laughs>